Book Nine, Chapter One of A Class Book of Old Testament History. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Olivia. Book Nine The Reigns of David and Solomon. Chapter One David's Reign at Hebron. Second Samuel, Chapters Two through Four. 1055 to 1048 B.C. The hour which the prophet of Ramah had long ago foretold was now come. The long period of trial and discipline was over. The brave shepherd, the conqueror of Goliath, the daring but prudent leader of attached followers, was the only one left to whom the Israelites could look for guidance in this great crisis of their national history. But though the way was open, David did not enter upon it without seeking divine direction. "'Shall I go up into any of the cities of Judah?' he inquired of the Lord." and the Lord bade him go up to Hebron, the ancient sacred city of the tribe of Judah, the burial-place of the patriarch, and the inheritance of Caleb. Accordingly, leaving Ziklag, he repaired thither with his two wives, Ahinoam and Abigail, and his faithful band of six hundred. And there the chiefs of Judah, now after a long period of obscurity to become the ruling tribe, anointed him as their king. His first act after his accession was to thank the men of Jabesh-Gilead, for their bravery in removing the corpses of Saul and his sons from the walls of Bethshan, Second Samuel chapter two verses one through seven, of the family of the late king, there now remained only Ishbosheth, his youngest son, and Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, a child but five years old. Ishbosheth, according to the law of Oriental succession, ascended the throne and, under the protection of his kinsman, the powerful Abner established his kingdom at the ancient sanctuary of Mahaniam on the east of the Jordan, ruling over not only the eastern tribes, but the territory of Asher, the plain of Eshtralan, central Ephraim, his own tribe of Benjamin, and eventually over all Israel. Second Samuel chapter 2, verse 9. Excepting only Judah, which remained faithful to David. The first of many skirmishes between the rival kings took place at Gibeon, to the heights of which, in their native Benjamin, Abner and his forces went out from Mahaniam, Second Samuel chapter two verse twelve. Thither also, as if to watch their movements, repaired the three nephews of David, Joab, Abishai, and Asahel. On the east side of the hill of Gibeon, at the foot of a low cliff, was a large pool or tank, on either side of which the rival forces encamped, and, as if to try their respective strength, Abner proposed that a select body from both sides should engage in combat. Joab accepted the challenge, and twelve picked champions of the party of Ishbosheth met an equal number of the warriors of David. The struggle was desperate. Each combatant caught his fellow by the head and thrust his sword into his side, and thus all fell dead together on a spot henceforth called Helkath Hazarim, the field of heroes. This brought on a general engagement in which the forces of Ishbosheth were defeated, and Abner himself was fain to fly, hotly pursued by Ashahel, the youngest of David's nephews, and as light of foot as a wild roe. Second Samuel chapter two verse eighteen. Abner recognized his fleet pursuer and advised him to desist from the chase, but the youth, heeding not, pressed on, and Abner, turning back upon him, thrust him through with a spear. The bleeding corpse lay in the middle of the road, and was quickly surrounded by the men of Judah, who, as they came up, stood still in mournful astonishment. Second Samuel chapter two verse twenty three. But the sight of their brother's body only roused Joab and Abishai to greater fury, and they pursued after Abner as far as the hill of Amma, by the way of the wilderness of Gibeon, which they reached at sunset. 
there the men of his own tribe of benjamin rallied round the general of ishbosheth and stood on the top of the hill while he cried to the pursuing joab and implored him not to push matters further on this joab gave the signal for a cessation of the pursuit and drew off his men and conveying his brother's corpse to bethlehem laid it in the ancestral tomb then at daybreak he rejoined david at hebron to whom he announced the loss of only nineteen men in the late encounter meanwhile abner returned to manahiam whence he carried a series of petty wars with the adherents of david in which david waxed stronger and stronger and the house of saul waxed weaker and weaker second samuel chapter three verse one in the course of time a quarrel with his kinsman and general precipitated the fall of ishbosheth abner had married rizpah the daughter of ajai and a concubine of saul according to the notions of orientals this very nearly amounted to treason compare second samuel chapter sixteen verse twenty one chapter twenty two verse three first kings chapter two verses thirteen through twenty five and as such ishbosheth flung it in the teeth of his general abner replied in words of utmost anger and reproaching ishbosheth with the basest ingratitude straightway began to open communications with david who agreed to receive him at hebron on the condition that michal his former wife was restored to him this condition was complied with and after sounding the chiefs of israel and of his own tribe abner with twenty men came to david at hebron a feast greeted his arrival and he departed with the avowed intention of gathering all israel unto his lord the king second samuel chapter three verses seventeen through twenty one he had hardly departed from the royal presence when joab returned from a foray and was informed of this unexpected visit jealous probably of a possible rival and burning with rage against his brother's murder he remonstrated in no measured terms with david for his imprudence as he termed it in admitting the general of ishbosheth to an audience and sending him away in peace then unknown to the king he sent messengers after abner to call him back not suspecting treachery the latter returned to hebron and as he entered the gate joab took him aside and stabbed him to death as he had stabbed his brother asahel news of this cruel and treacherous deed roused david's unbounded indignation unable to punish the assassin he imprecated on the house of joab the most fearful curses and compelled him to attend the funeral of his murdered victim robed in sackcloth and wearing all the signs of mourning he himself fasted till sunset and as he followed the bier to the burial place of hebron poured forth a solemn dirge this incident gave david an insight into joab's unscrupulous character which he never forgot these men he said the sons of zeruiah be too hard for me and i am this day weak though anointed king second samuel chapter three verse thirty nine the death of abner was the signal for the dissolution of the tottering kingdom he had supported on receiving the tidings of his kinsman's murder ishbosheth's hands were feeble and all the israelites were troubled second samuel chapter four verse one verse fifty his bodyguard was composed of men from his own tribe of benjamin but two divisions of it were commanded by two men bana and rechab who though descendants of the canaanitish natives of beroth were reckoned among the benjaminites in revenge it has been suggested for some injury they received from saul possibly the slaughter of their gibeonite kinsmen compare second samuel chapter twenty one verses one and two and certainly with the hope of conciliating the new king at hebron these two resolved to take the life of ishbosheth about the heat of the day second samuel chapter four verse five therefore they entered the palace under pretense of fetching some wheat piled up near the entrance second samuel chapter four verse six and finding ishbosheth lying on his bed they stabbed him to the heart and cut off his head then hurrying all that afternoon and all night 
second samuel chapter four verse seven down the valley of the jordan they presented themselves before david at hebron with the bloody head in their hands but they met with no better reception than the pretended slayer of saul david sternly rebuked them for their cold-blooded murder of a righteous person in his own house upon his bed and ordered their instant execution their hands and feet were cut off and their bodies were suspended over the pool at hebron while the head of ishbosheth was buried with all honors in the sepulchre of abner second samuel verse four chapters eight through twelve end of book nine chapter one